I promised you a special guest yesterday, and here it is, Kevin Garnett, an interview with KG right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, thank you for making Locked On Celtics part of your daily routine. It's a Monday through Friday podcast, and thank you for making it your first listen every day. Locked On Celtics, it's free, daily, available everywhere podcasts exist. You can get the show on YouTube to watch the show. I would love it if you watch the show and subscribe there. And every episode, if you want to scroll back through uh, LockedOnCeltics.com, catch some old episodes if you missed anything. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics. For Boston Sports Journal, I've written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, and I am one of the media voters for the 75th anniversary team. One of my votes for the 75th anniversary team went to Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett made the team. He made the NBA's 75th anniversary team. He is a Hall of Famer, and next month, March 13th, he is going to have his number retired by the Boston Celtics. So today on Thursday, Kevin Garnett was made available to the media. Now, I wasn't able to get an exclusive interview. This isn't a one-on-one conversation with Kevin Garnett. However, I thought this would be a great uh, show to just, after listening to Kevin Garnett speak for 25 minutes or so, it's, it's a fun kind of look at his time in Boston, things that he's learned you know, he has some funny comments uh, about his intensity and stuff like that. So I wanted to share it all with you. So here is Kevin Garnett's interview with the Boston media here on uh, Thursday afternoon. We can start with a couple of questions here first. The first one is from John Corrales, please. Thank you, uh, Kevin. First of all, congratulations on the Hall of Fame enshrinement and the upcoming number retirement. Um, have you given yourself the time to uh, really look at what's coming up here with this number retirement in Boston with your number going into the rafters next to Bill Russell, next to Havlicek and Bird, and, and, and where you stand in Celtics history? Uh, I haven't really went that deep with it. If I'm being honest, I'm more, um, first off, I'm super honored that the Celtics recognize me. And this is a great honor for not just me, but my family. And, um, Obviously, I know the Celtic history coming into being a Celtic. Uh, I I was always conscious of the ones that have come before me, laid the path before me, the Bill Russells, the, um, the Satches, and uh, JoJo White. I'm, I'm probably just more than on that more than anything. <clears throat> you broke up a little bit there, Kevin, the last part of your statement. No, I was saying that um, I'm aware of the history of the Celtics and the company and all the retired numbers. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to just get lost in it, but I'm just, I'm just honored. If, if, if it, I'm just over, it's an overwhelming feeling and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm just super honored to be a part of the Celtic family and this great tradition. 
Well, we're, we're, we're so fortunate to see you play uh, the, the, the years you did with us, Kevin, and, uh, and we're, we're very honored to, to recognize your talents and your contribution to the sport of basketball and to the Celtics. I appreciate so, it, man. Yes, sir. Straight up. Here's, uh, here's Mark Murphy with the next question, please, Kevin. Eddie House the other day said that you set a bar that everybody just automatically rose to. Um, when you first got here, just how much did you think you had to change what you saw? <clears throat> well, coming in, I had, a, I, had a, I had a certain way that I worked, and I had a certain pedigree and a certain way I went about when I worked out and, got, and getting things done. Um, I, coming into the Celtics, I had a lot of confidence in myself. Uh, I had a lot of uh, confidence in my ability. Um, I think my big worries were uh, how would I mess with Paul? How would I mess with Ray? How would I mess with some of their some of the young guys here? I knew Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins and I did have the best relationship when I played <laughs> when I played the Celtics. Um, so I was more than concerned about. Um, the uh, continuity and the connection with 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 everybody. Um, you know, I knew I knew how to play. I knew what I was bringing as far as a demeanor and a work ethic. And I had heard nothing but good things about their young players, their Tony Allens, their um, their Kendrick Perkins, their Leon Poles, their Rajon Rondos. I heard it was all great workers. So I was actually um, I was actually uh, relieved. And just looking forward to, you know, meeting everybody, seeing how other guys work and, uh, you know, connecting with them. But, you know, yeah, yeah. Coming in, I was I was probably more concerned with the continuity and how I would get along with guys and how guys would respond to me more than anything. Uh, once we came together and I saw how we all worked and I saw how everybody uh, in their own right had their own their own ways of how they did stuff. And uh, the connection was there day one. And uh, we were just a bunch of guys who, who who was from similar backgrounds, but we were all workers. So that that was that was our connection. Everybody there was not a prima donna. Uh, nobody was a diva and all this other stuff that sometimes you get on teams. I was coming from a Minnesota uh, team, and I was frustrated with talent and work ethic. So coming into coming into a a group of guys who who enjoyed to work and was looking forward to work with me was refreshing. So I cleaned on to that. And then Doc, I got to give props to Doc for bringing us all together, keeping us, stimulating us, pushing us. Tibbs was another guy who stimulated and pushed us. Um, when I look back on the 08 days, the 07, 08 days, man, they were really special days, really special days with a special group of guys. That, yeah, I, I knew that from day one, from just working out with everybody and listening to how everybody was talking. I knew we had something different. Next question is from Adam Himmelsback from the Boston Globe, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Uh, why do you think you're able to establish such a such a kind of connection to the city and this franchise, even though you know you're only here six years? It's like people really view you as a Celtic. What was it kind of about you and and being here that worked so well? Well, I'm a historian of basketball. And I have never, ever in my life cheated the game. I've never uh, went at the game, nothing less than 100%. I heard Larry Bird say one time in his early years in Boston is that the reason why he loved playing in front of the fans in Boston is because you couldn't, you couldn't fake them. You couldn't, 
you couldn't you couldn't uh, you couldn't fool the fans here. They knew when you was playing hard. They knew when you were giving your all. They you know they had a sense of uh, basketball history, and they had, had high basketball IQs. They cared, and I never forgot that so much that when I when I was coming to Boston, uh, I was talking to Antoine Walker, and he had obviously had some experiences not just with playing in Boston but playing and having success and then not having success. And that advice he gave me was some of the best advice along with the Larry Bird, along with the Larry Bird uh, statement. Um, I, after having those conversations with him, I told myself that I probably won't be the best player on the court every night, but I'm going to play like it and I'm going to give a 1,000% of effort. Like I've always done, but I wanted to be able to show people that, you know, I can play through uh, injury. I wanted to show them, you know, plus teammates and coaching staff. I wanted them to see that I can play through, you know, damn near anything, that I was mentally strong, that um, I had some endurance, that, you know, I worked really hard. I really worked on my craft, and I had stamina. I can play for long periods of time, and I played both ends. I was very prideful in in that approach. And, um, yeah, that 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 – I think that resonated with the city, you know, fans, when they saw me, I, I would like to think that they saw a person that was playing hard and giving his all. And as a player, that's all you can ask of yourself. You know, as fans watch you play, you can only give what you can give at the rate that you can give it. So I, I thought that I played the game at a high rate and a high velocity. And I want to always play on that temperature. I didn't never want to come in, be cool. I didn't want to be, calm I want it to be under control but I want it to be electric and I want it I want to win every game and I wanted everybody who I was playing against to know that so you know I guess the fans resonated with that and um to this day fans come up to me they doubt me they 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 express their appreciation for hard work and the passion and you know at the end of the day man that's all you can ask for man so I'm grateful for that but that's what I think is the connection between me and the fans or I would say um yeah, they, they, they've connected with me from day one, from stepping on the court. We'll come back with more from Kevin Garnett in just a moment. First, I got to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game here in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. want to tell you about the special trade deadline show coming up in less than a week. Thursday at 3 p.m. is the trade deadline. So Thursday at 2 p.m., I will be one of the hosts of the Locked On Network's trade deadline coverage. Kim Becker hosts the show with me, uh, Josh Lloyd of Locked On Fantasy, and Antonio Daniels, former NBA veteran. We're going to break everything down. Everything that happens, the stuff that doesn't happen, our surprises, our things that we expected, all of that. So make sure you're subscribed to the Lock On NBA YouTube channel. Set your notifications for Thursday. And once we go live, you'll get notified Notified. check the show out. Now, let's get back to more with Kevin Garnett. 
I know, Kevin, this is this is Twister again. The media don't see us in practice, but I, I'll add to it. Even in practice, you gave 100,000%. When, when Doc told you to sit out, you're still running on the sidelines. You're still doing other things to work on your craft. And you were amazing after every single practice. You're amazing. I tried. I tried. And um, I think that if it was the load management back then, I'd probably still be playing. <laughs> I should have listened to Doc Ass. My hard-headed ass. That's what I get for being a Taurus. I should have listened to his ass. Next question is from Kyle Hightower. Ken, one of the legacies of that of that team, 07-08, obviously, is the, the successful revival of the, the big three, bringing three all-stars together and, and having success. Now that you've had a little time to step away from it, what's it been like for you to see teams over the years try to replicate that secret sauce that you guys kind of brought back? Uh, actually, if I'm being honest, man, I think that the history shows that uh, the – I think we were just following history, if, 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 if you can respectfully say that. Um, I followed uh, Magic Worthy, Kareem, obviously uh, Larry Kevin and, and Robert Parrish. Uh, I can go on and on and name three pairs on each team, obviously Dennis Rodman, Jordan, and Pippen. I looked at what we were doing was following kind of the script of the history, you know. Um, it, it just organically you know, happened the way it happened. Um, obviously, Danny had a plan. I don't know if that was the exact plan, but, you know, it worked out. And then having a future all-star in the chamber with with Rondo and having so many complimentary pieces made the team uh, that much more special. People forget that we had James Posey. We had great, uh, great guys that was coming off our bench, like James Posey, the Eddie Houses, you know, guys that can actually go other places and start on other teams. We have those guys backing us up and, you know, filling in for us and stuff. So, yeah, um, I look at teams as, you know, the script is you got to have two to three guys who can, you know, get you over the hump and have the confidence to hit big shots and, have a big that has a post presence and, you know, the script is there. I just think that we just fell right into the script and other teams have done some of the same things to have dominant teams, but it's no, it's no um, special recipe or, or any of that. I don't think uh, Paul, myself and Ray actually initiated or reinitiated the, uh, the superstar or having three superstars or whatever you want to call that. I just think that, um, and having an advantage, why not have all of the advantage, you know, and why not take advantage of that? Um, and that, that's how I looked at it. I looked at it like we was a team that's trying to better the Celtics, and uh, these were the parts to it. Nothing more, nothing less than that. Next question is from Jared Weiss, please. Kevin, you were a, a famously intense leader and it seems like nowadays leadership is in chemistry building is a little bit more delicate, maybe be the way to say it. I'm curious what you think of just the way that leadership and locker room dichotomy has evolved over the years, especially with the increased amount of media and social media attention. Well, I do know one thing, uh, even though being intense, even though being passionate about things as a leader, you at some point you have to be about what you're talking about and what you're preaching. And you never ask a guy or you never ask teammates to do things that you were not willing to do yourself. So a lot of the stuff, I was intense. Uh, I was vocal, but in the immense of being a leader, 
and being uh, trying to be the best leader I can be night in, night out. Um, I wasn't a know-it-all. I was a listener. Uh, I was also vocal on both ends. And I wanted to bring a betterment to the team. I wanted to bring, uh, I wanted to help the guards through the pick and rolls. I wanted to help guys on help side. I wanted, if someone was helping me, I wanted to turn around and have them know that, you know, um, that I had their backs. Um, I would dive on the floor. Uh, I would, I would do dirty stuff. I would do stuff that you wouldn't anticipate uh, a superstar or a big or someone of, of status to not, you know? And, um, I think that was, that was the biggest strong point of that. But today's, you know, you, you gotta be about what you're saying. Um, you gotta be, uh, patient. You gotta be open to other ideas other than your own. And at the end of the day, man, it comes back to that first one. Be about what you're talking about, because if not, you grow on deaf ears. And I'm just, I don't know. Um, I think a lot of guys these days, um, I think they they lead. Uh, I think the world's a little more sensitive and a lot more uh, precious, and you got to be a lot more, uh, it has a bit of sensitivity in it. So you have to approach it with that. You know, have to be conscious of people's feelings and someone would feel if you know if certain things happen to you or something things happen you have to take that you have to put that shoe and always have it on the other foot and have that perspective but um i think some guys we all lead differently but at the end of the day i think that you got to be about what you're talking about period next question is from gary washburn please kevin hey kevin how's it going um hey, what's up, how, gary? How, good to see good to talk to you how are you dealing with all these accolades? I mean, you took a lot of flack. You were not a true center, but you kind of revolutionized the game by being kind of the first stretch for a dude who could shoot from the perimeter. Now that's what every NBA team wants. Um, and I've asked you this before. You used to grab the rebound off the rim after the whistle. People hated that. Now everybody does it. Um, you're getting this appreciation after you retire, and then especially this number of retiring, how are you dealing with all these accolades, young guys telling you that they idolize you? Because you didn't make a lot of friends on the floor, and you weren't chummy as, as players are now. How are you dealing with getting all this, all your flowers, and dealing with this, and also kind of your role in the game, in the history of the game, is kind of forming to where you, you were a re revolutionary player. How are you dealing with all that? I'm just trying to soak it up, being honest. I'm trying to be uh, uh, very humble. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just, it's, it's all a shock to me. I can't, you know what I mean? Like when, when kids come up to me and they express their appreciation for different things, um, I'm, I, don't, I don't really know what to say other than thank you. I, <laughs> um, you know, if you ask my sisters, they, they might say something else. Or I ask family, they may, they may say <laughs> something else. But for the most part, man, a lot of the things was just my makeup. A lot of things was I wanted to be innovative. I wanted to, in, in the world of so many, so many styles and so many, you know, different, uh, uh, different influences, you know, we're all trying to be different. We're all trying to stand out and be our own brand. And I just stayed true to what I was and who I was. It was the easiest thing to do. I didn't want to be something I wasn't, I wasn't going to, uh, cheat myself or cheat my career or or take take any shortcuts in anything you know um and at the end of the day man it's so only thing i could do is control what i what, what i what i was in control of and um 
I'm just glad that the young generation actually uh, recognizes. I'm glad they know the history. I'm glad, you know, I can be inspiring. I'm glad I inspired others to be whatever it is their style is or whatever. Whatever came into inspiration, I'm glad I was able to be that because, you know, you can get mistaken for something else. Uh, a lot of times these days people are speaking for you. And um, I don't know, it just it's, it feels good to, to have a sense of appreciation from a younger, if not um, another class and another group uh, of people. So, you know, to any time you get flowers or anything, I'm, I'm super appreciative, super appreciative. I feel like I've been able to give back to the game and uh, as the game has given to me. So, you know, I'm super appreciative. Going to come back with more from Kevin Garnett. I have one more question for him. That is coming up next. It has to do with his intensity. First, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And you want to go and uh, drop a couple of pounds, maybe? If you're anything like me, I know I do. And so Built Bar is going to help me do that. Built Bar, I'm going to throw it into my gym bag so I know after a workout, it's going to fuel my body and give it everything it needs. If I'm looking for a snack, I can have a Built Bar. And I know I'm not going to settle for some kind of really crappy candy bar, which is like 250 calories or so. 30 grams of sugar, tons of net carbs. Built Bar, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, plus 17 grams of protein. That's what you want, so you can have it in the morning. If you wake up late, you oversleep, grab a Built Bar on the way out, grab a bottle of water. Now you got yourself a decent, at least, meal replacement, and it'll get you through because it's got all that protein and everything that your body needs. So check them out. The best part about Built Bar is the promo code LOCK15 will get you 15% off your order every single time. So if you're looking to figure out, hey, I'm not sure which one of these I'm going to like, they have a mixed box. You can try a couple of each. Uh, that'll help you. That'll help guide you. They've got a bunch of flavors. Go to Built.com. Scroll over all of their, their products. They'll give you the nutrition information. They're not hiding anything. They're proud of their nutrition information. So go to built.com. When you decide on something, use the promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off. And it works every single time for 15% off at built.com. Give you the final couple of questions here, Kevin. John Corrales is next. Kevin, obviously, most of this conversation is touched on your intensity in some form or other. Um, how does that manifest itself today now that you're not playing anymore do you do you find an outlet for it do you need to find an out, outlet for it or has that kind of like simmered since you've stopped playing i'm still passionate about the things i'm working on i'm into production and, and film now so you know it, it 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 has this uh challenges in it um i'm in different uh spaces as far as business and then business uh it, it has its challenges where you have to you know show some of the same uh properties in which in which when you played and you worked out, you know, uh, nothing's given, everything's earned. Um, but I've been put the Hulk in the closet, man. I haven't, I haven't, the monster under the bed, three or four slugs to the head. I've, I've been put the monster under the bed. I've been, I haven't, um, yeah, I haven't reached into that bag of intensity for a while. I'm a lot older. Um, I like to be a lot more chill these days. Um, I'm a little more patient. Yeah, all the things that I didn't have when I was younger. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I can't say that, and and I, and I can't say that and say I won't be lying to you if I didn't 
if I wasn't passionate about a lot of the stuff that I'm into and expressing that sometimes come in every time I jump on the court and I'm messing around, some of it leaks out here and there, but I can't say it's, it's been like the old days. I've, I've definitely grown. I've definitely calmed, calmed down a, a lot more. And uh, yeah, yeah, I like the older me, you know, I like the older me, but yeah, every, every, every time and place for everything, you know, it's a time and place for everything. One final question here, Kevin's from Chelsea McDonald. Hi, Kevin. Thank you so much for talking with us. Um, you said that you, no. you played with everything that you had. And I'm just curious, while you were doing that, while you were playing with the Celtics, did you ever think that uh, the team would one day eventually retire your number? You know, when you sit there and you go through the national anthem, um, I used to always do a couple of things. I used to always beat my chest to the crowd, let them know that my heart's in it. That's what that meant. I used to always go ahead and bang my head because that it, banging the head of the back of the back uh, support would always say, I'll do anything in this game. And that I'll bang my head in here. So that was that. And I will always during, during uh, the uh, Pledge of Allegiance, I would always look up for the first part of coming out. If you ever seen me suit up, come out and all the guys got to line up and you line up, I would always look up. And that was my inspiration. That was my driving force. When I came to Boston, I wanted to, re I wanted to be a player that was remembered for playing in Boston. And I went out every night that I suited up and played like that. But every night, I would, every, every morning I would come into practice, I would look up at the banners and I would just look at them and I would go through each one. And I would, before we had our own, I would always look at the little light. Twister, you know what light I'm talking about. Doc used to put a bright light on a space that had no banner. Mm -hmm. And I used to stare at that. And um, I can say that retired numbers on top and the banners was my driving force. Even when I didn't play with, even, even when I wasn't playing with Boston, when I played with Minnesota, if you go back and look at the video, I would always stare at the numbers up there. So I, I can, I can, I can say that it was, it was there and uh, it was a driving motivational force for me. And there's one that I didn't voice and it was one that I kept to myself. And it, and it was one that was constant. So I'm, I'm glad I had those properties there. Talking to Bill Russell and, and made me even more immersed in history. And it made me, uh, man, I was just so inspired even more from talking to the older players, Jojo White, rest in peace. Like just, you know, when the players would come in, I would, just, I, I would, I would love listening to them and listening to their journey because it was all inspirational. So, I'm glad I had that, you know, real talk. I'm glad I had that to push me and I can, I can sit here and say, I'm, I'm here, you know, I'm honored. And, um, I just want to thank, uh, the Celtic Schools organization for recognizing me in this manner. And, um, yeah, it should be a fun night, man. I'm looking forward to it. Well, thank you, Kevin. Before we, before we let you go, just anything, um, uh, bringing up your Showtime documentary and your book and anything else you want to update us on that you're you're currently working on. I know you touched on it a little bit, but congratulations on your Showtime documentary and your book too. Thank you, man. Working hard on the Showtime doc uh, was was everything. Uh, it was it was great going down memory uh, memory lane. Uh, um, obviously, I got a book out that was that was uh, a different experience. Um, I'm coming to Massachusetts in April uh, with the cannabis uh, opportunity. And trying, I got a show called uh, KG Certified that I'm doing with Showtime and Showtime Basketball. That's uh, that's got a couple of episodes out. So yeah, we, I'm just staying busy, 
Paul, you know, trying to keep Paul, me and Paul still, you know, trying to go at it and keep stay relative and, you know, keeping trying to get Perk on the treadmill and trying to get T.A. to D up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just, you know what I'm saying? Just I hear hollering you. that dough, hollering that dough every now and then. His kids are out here. My kids are. We all have kids now. So we just, you know, on some family-ish. But for the most part, man, trying to enjoy life and uh, be creative at this point and, um, you know, get back to the world, man. It's, 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 it's simple life right now. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Sounds good, Kevin. Well, I, I know I know when you, after we won the title in 06, I can share this with everybody on this call. Remember one day you said, man, Twisted, about 20, 25 years from now, we're going to be sitting on the front porch smoking a cigar someplace. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost getting to be that time, friend. <laughs> I'm about to say, I think, we, I think we're coming up on 25 or something, maybn't we? Getting close, getting warm. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 definitely, it definitely is definitely closer than, 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 than later, so. Well, congratulations. Well, good time, so, man. You bet. Congratulations. Thank you very much for spending a few minutes with us, Kevin. Stay safe. Best wishes to you. We'll see you in March. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, Twister. Thank you, guys. By the way, that other voice you heard on there, the legendary, legendary Jeff Twist, PR guru for the Celtics for a long time. One of my favorite KG moments, if you look it up, you can find it on YouTube, of him with Jeff Twist in the locker room. He was asked about shoot, shooting threes, and he goes, I can shoot threes. Twist, can I shoot threes? Twist is like, yep. He goes, I can shoot three. <laughs> it's a great clip. Uh, KG at his best. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I thought it would be a fun thing to share heading into the weekend. Celtics take on the Detroit Pistons and the Orlando Magic this weekend. So I will come back with a podcast wrapping up those two games and getting us ready for the, uh, the week ahead, which will include the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, some real tough games there for other teams. The Celtics have an opportunity to step up and maybe climb in the standings. I will have it all covered. This is a Monday through Friday podcast. Every once in a while, I'll take a departure like this because I think it's it's just a, a fun thing to for everybody to listen to. But I'll be here Monday through Friday giving you everything you need to know about the Celtics. It's free. It's daily. If you're watching the show on YouTube, you want to subscribe. Wherever you subscribe, that'd be great. Uh, I'd love to get more subscribers to the YouTube page. Getting close to that 4,000. I'd love to get to 4,000 by the All-Star break. That'd be amazing. So please help me out and share the podcast. Tell your friends. Tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.